What's up, nerds? Welcome to another edition of Potter Nerd WandaVision Hindsight. I'm Chris the Dace Man Dace, and as always, I'm joined by Trish. Hi. So, this episode is what this series should have been the whole time. This episode is where I pretty much can say once again that I was right. I have already pre-typed the uh, scheduled post for Facebook, and I put that in there. I said, <laughs> now that Chris is fully on board and Trish has gotten in her I told you so's, they're going to break I down the episode. I would get more I told you so in because, oh my god, have I been spot on about some shit, man? <laughs> well, like, so this episode uh, really focuses on both sides of the coin. You've got... Which uh, I like. Yes, which is phenomenal because that's what I've wanted from the get-go. So something I noticed, I want to go back to episode four before we jump into episode five. Mm -hmm. something I had noticed and didn't pick up on this because after each episode I did a little research on the line to see what other people might have caught that I didn't catch and apparently episode 4 had a spoiler for episode 5 in it but you had to be like eagle eyed and had to pause at the right moment and zoom in which was what? Uh, it was one of the sheets that were up on the board had the um, I don't know if it was Carl, Tom Whoever Vision, Vision's co-worker. Norm. Norm. It had Norm on there, and it had in description, Vision breaks out of reality, and he screams that he needs to find his phone to call his dad and sister in the description. Like, I mean, you had to zoom in on this freaking piece of paper to find it. But how did they... Uh, and they're like, how do they... Like, does this mean they're not running concurrently? What's going on? And I looked at Frank, because we were watching this video together, and I told Frank, I was like... Uh, that was a Marvel mistake, but they're probably really pissed off people found out. Yeah. <laughs> Some intern that wrote not... that sheet up, put it on that board, and they shot yeah. out a sequence. That was sure, for sure not purposeful. There's no way. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. So this episode hits the ground running uh, with the, with Monica awakened. Um, and in an MC, like a, a medical tent being evaluated. I thought it was weird that her stats weren't okay. Yeah, I think that's that's going to play into something. For sure. It, it, especially since they said, hey, we want to run more tests because, like, your, I think your liver levels were off or something weird. I don't know. No, I don't remember was what it nothing. was. They couldn't, no, they tried to, they took her blood and they did scans on her and the test came back with nothing. They didn't show anything. Yeah, so it's pretty much running wild right now that, hey, this is her transition into being a superhero. And oh, you think? about her being photon at least that's what i've read from a lot of the internet uh articles that are out there from other sites and stuff like that they they're saying that the exposure she got from in the from okay is triggering it um which potentially she could have already been exposed to something else because she's been a part of sword as far as we know for a while so well the other thing i found out was apparently the lyrics changed to the songs every week I noticed that with um, episode one to episode two. Well, did you? I was I, I didn't notice it until like this this current episode. So I was listening to the lyrics and the song, and I think at least three different times they said they're making it up as they go. Sorry, Which that I, that was the only part that I caught of that song. So, well, so I called a couple other things, but that, that was what picked up for me the most was them saying, we're making it up as we go, which I think is interesting because 
it, it like if you, I want to go back, like part of me wants to go back and listen to all the opening themes, but I also don't have that much patience or time or willpower. So now I'm well, just going to keep paying attention to them from now on. But... I don't think three had lyrics and four didn't do it. So I think you don't have to listen to one and two. So lazy. And one was very geared toward, uh, hey, this is a sitcom. Like, it didn't actually give you any plot stuff or, like, kind of hint but that people know. But this one definitely, definitely did. Oh, yeah. And you can see in the, throughout this entire episode, Wanda's just losing control. Just outright. Well, one of the things that I point out to you, which I thought was interesting, was her saying she doesn't know how it all started. And I genuinely believe it. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing, too, is I know we've gone back and forth on whether Dottie or Agnes is, like, the driving force. There's definitely Agnes vibes here that she knows what's going on. She's okay. She absolutely does. She was there both time the kids aged. She she flat out asked Wanda if she wanted to do another tape because she knew Wanda could rewind time. Yeah, where everybody else just kind of blankly stares at her or doesn't know what's happening. The other thing I thought was interesting was she was trying, like the kids, trying to push Wanda into bringing the dog back. So do you think she was playing dumb there, or...? No, I think she's absolutely... This is this furthers my point that I think Wanda's being manipulated. I don't think... She, I think she's being manipulated to do this. So She's being told that this is this is her chance to have a life with vision and everything like that but i think in in reality someone there's a more nefarious person behind it well why we're at that point with the dog and the uh bush and the murder of the dog um i firmly believe i don't i'll get to that later but uh there's a relative comic that vision has the has a dog and the dog gets beaten to death by vision's wife uh, who saw the dog eating flowers. And apparently the type of flower the dog ate allows the dog to see into the future, which caused the, the wife at the time to beat the shit out of the dog and murder it, which some are speculating that Bush has the same powers and that Agnes killed the dog. And hence, mm. that's why she was worried that, oh, you can bring things back. Oh, that could, I could see that. Especially since there was like an established link between the dog and the kid training. That uh, people believe that since Wiccan, who is the one boy that was training the dog, will eventually turn out to be, has the same powers as his mother, can communicate with the dog telepathically. So uh-huh. if the dog figured something out, ate the flower, saw the future, and this kid communicated with it and got it back to Wanda, that's why people think Agnes killed the dog. I, d- I definitely something's not right about it. Like, there's no way the dog ate azalea. I don't think azaleas are poisonous to dogs. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I something's not right about it. Like there was a reason that that dog died. Like that dog didn't just eat bushes, eat a bush and die. Like yeah, it, it's there's something suspicious around it, especially the kids. So let's talk about the kids a little bit. Uh, they start off the episode as a baby. They end the episode as ten year olds. Uh, and essentially, each time Wanda's having issues with the children, or at least. They come to a crossroads with the children as they're trying to explain or, like, nurse. They age. Well, the other thing I thought was interesting before you age, before you go to them aging, was her magic wasn't working on them. Exactly. Like, they're they're, they're resistant. So, a theory I have running is that Wanda's weak because she has three creations running around right now that are non-existent. Vision, who's dead, or was dead. And then these two kids that came out of nowhere. 
everything else she it's shown in that first couple scenes with Monica, she manipulates into looking for like the era. Yeah. These three are just out of thin air created. Yes. See, like I could see that, but I think something like I said, I don't I think something else is going on there. Like I don't think I think I don't know because I mean she could have created like you said before with Wanda's kid they were all create they were all willed into existence so how do we know these aren't actually going to be real human kids like or well no, whatever I, th- I think they will be I think whatever's happening to her as a whole uh, she was kind of you and I have talked about this where she was kind of coaxed into it but wasn't exactly against the idea of having a, a family yeah even now more than ever especially after she said I don't know how it all started mm-hmm. I don't think this was her I think she's I think she's the power cell behind whatever's happening. Yeah. And and so for when it comes to bringing vision back to life, spawning these two children, I think that's running a lot on her. Uh, we'll just say, like you said, as a power cell. So she's draining her power to focus on these three being existing, which I think is allowing other things to fall through the crack. Like the one scene where vision breaks norm out of the trance and the email gets through. Well, the email getting through makes sense because technically the email wouldn't need its its chemical it wouldn't its makeup wouldn't change. Emails existed in the eighties, so it was okay mm-hmm. to go through just like that drone that they created or they brought it. Yeah, which makes sense because again, Wanda's clearly clearly stretching herself thin when it comes to her powers. Maybe because she hasn't ever reached this limit before, and it just it's more taxing, more taxing as she's trying to keep the illusion going. I think that's why we also get a bigger pushback from Vision this time. Of like, yeah. all right, you're putting a lot of focus on these two kids. Vision's getting like, hey, what's that? What's that? And his grip is pretty much not as tight. Well, he's becoming more self-aware, but who's? That's the crazy thing is, what's going to happen? Because like, here's the thing, right? You have the footage of her breaking his body out of sword, mm-hmm. which, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you saw her breaking him out of sword, was he or was he not in pieces? He was. They were clearly running experiments with them, which is another interesting fact. Which that also, they... yes, which really pissed me off because they said that Wanda went against his living will when they were clearly abusing his body. And they they once again quote the Sokovia Court. So one thing that I was curious about heading into WandaVision and even Endgame at this point, were they still intact? Uh, you had a very catastrophic event happen in that five-year time span. Uh, and to see that the Sokovia Court is still intact still in theory being practiced uh it's interesting because to me that's a game changer for the rest of the world is including falcon and winter soldier that's coming up because those two are outlaws as uh dictated by the scovia courts yeah so i think it's interesting that they had the balls to say that wanda was going against his living will when if you really looked closely in that footage they were absolutely dissecting his body which also goes back to episode four where uh Hayward talks about that now they're experimenting with AI. The AI is vision. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it's, it's more sinister to not him. Right with him. Yeah. So the, we talked about vision breaking the hold, but the other interesting thing too is these kids don't seemingly have she doesn't have full control over them as well. Uh, they no, they have a all. brief argument over what day of the week it is. Before she finds the drone, which is interesting, because if you're controlling that entire reality, how do you not know what day of the week it is? Well, no, she was lying to them. Because well, she yeah. sent Vision to work. 
Okay, so you think she knew what day it was, but just yeah. uh, hope the kids she, didn't? Yeah, because she, she was trying, because that they were questioning her. So they caught her in, like, whatever she was doing to manipulate Vision. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, the next scene after that is that when they find the drone. So that was a clever way of sword penetrating the reality bubble by getting an 80s dro- uh, drone. That's also where you're kind of seeing the more nefarious points to uh, Hayward, Hayward. Because yeah. he took a shot at her. Yeah, as Monica's trying to make communication. And then you have the badass scene where she comes oh, out of the gosh. dome. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, I have a little beef with this scene. She's a telepath and all, but you're telling me she can one-arm a fucking drone? I mean... An 80s drone, which is probably loaded with a bunch of steel, and, like, a, somebody was, who works out would probably have issues with it. It was still glowing red, so she probably used her powers. Okay, we'll make excuses for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she just friggin' flicked it like it was a snowball. Like, it didn't even make any sense. Avenger. But with her mind, like all, all her attacks come from like her mind and it just, she was holding it and threw it. I'm like, okay, now she's the Hulk. Um, but I do like that she had her accent again. Yes. So like that, that was a, uh, a discussion I had when I was watching this the first time, cause I've watched this twice. So have uh, I. The, the first time I listened to it, I was like, is she just emotional? Mm-mm. And that's why it sounds no, I think it's because, like, I was, I'm going to point it out even more. Again, she, when she's in these shows, she's living the typical American dream. She's not going to have her Sokovian accent if she's living an American dream. Yeah, but then where was it for Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame, and Civil, or Captain she America Civil it, War? She had it in there. No, she did oh, not. Yeah, she did. That thing was gone. No. no yes. It's not. I can promise it was you that. gone. Like, all, no. that's why I thought it was weird that it was back. No, I'm totally gonna go watch. I'm gonna prove you wrong. should. It was it was gone because that was yeah. a running joke. Is the fact that oh she got really Americanized fast, especially how harsh it was in Ultron. Yeah, but you have to remember it will like go down a little bit. Like she still had it in Infinity War. Uh, yeah, but she didn't get five years to change. She had five seconds. She was blipped. No, but I'm saying like Infinity War, she still had it. Not as bad as she did before, but she still had it. So in this, it wasn't that bad either. It was still like a little bit there, but not a lot. Civil War, it's gone. Like <laughs> no, there, no, it's not. She's she's just a Mary Kate copycat at that point. Oh, you bite your tongue. She is the best Ultron <laughs> at this point. Well, I thought the other awesome thing about that scene is the imagery of how she turned the guns on Hayward. That yeah. was by far a Magneto move. Yeah, that was wild. Every X-Men movie Magneto's in, he has that scene where he turns the guns against somebody. And that was yeah, that exactly was what that was. Uh, it was. It's also interesting to point out that he Hayward wasn't even speaking at that point. Monica was. And to threaten them, she turned them on Hayward, not Monica. Because she knew what Monica was saying was true. Mm-hmm. Because Hayward was the one that fired the missile, not Monica. Monica was like, you help, I helped you deliver your babies. You know I'm to be trusted. And she was right. Yeah, I, and I think they're, they're, this leads back to us talking about she, she's okay with what's going on because it's it's benefiting her and she doesn't assume it's hurting other people. But something else is happening. And she knows it. Which she just doesn't know what. If that's a case, this poor character is so easy. She's so gullible. She fell for Ultron's plan up to a point, 
and now she's falling for somebody else's plan up to a point. I'm sorry, do you want to talk about the things this poor girl has been through? She lost a robot, which that's like the equivalent of somebody losing a dildo. Like, oh I'm no! <laughs> what? Do you, what? 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 No. You're talking about okay. Wanda. Her parents died when she was ten in an air raid. I assume then... they're adoptive. Wait, okay, hold, hold, hold on. <laughs> Let's just go over the, the the minuscule events we actually have of Wanda's life, right? Her parents died in air raid when she was 10. Then her and her brother joined what they thought was people fighting back against the air raids, and instead they get genetically experimented on. If anybody had a history book, they would know Hydra was bad. Sorry. But you don't know. She was in a third world country. She probably was lucky she had food half the time. Mm. Doesn't seem then, right for white then, people. Then she gets stuck on the wrong side of everything. Because of that, her brother dies. Her home gets blown up. She becomes public enemy number one. She has these powers she cannot control. She finally had a little bit of happiness in life. And then it got taken away. How would you feel after that? I wouldn't be as gullible to fall for it again. Bullshit. <laughs> life events harden you. This bitch got softer. She just wanted... A life. She wanted to live her life normal and happy with the person that she loved because everyone else she loved got taken away. Yeah, but she's just like, okay, Dude, Pietro was her give fault. Her give her, okay, not completely her fault. Like, if they just didn't agree with Ultron out the gate or Hydra out the gate, everybody had to know what Hydra is at that point. Doesn't even matter your third world country. Yeah, but you have to remember, they don't know that they think that Hydra was the person saving them because the Hydra didn't cause the air raid. So Hydra was the one that stepped in and pretended like they were the good guys. I guess, but I'm gonna go with bitch is gullible. Don't turn into Gibby, for the love of God. She's gullible, like, she has to be. To some extent. She's just broken. Yeah, like, but that hardens people, and some people become extremely gullible. Like Wanda. She's not gullible. Look at Batman! Batman's been through some shit, and he's like hard as fuck. No, Batman's psychotic. He lost both his parents in front of him. And so did Wanda and her brother. Yeah, and well, other people she loved. And, her, and the love of her life. I'm sure if Batman had a brother, they would have killed him too. <laughs> Batman's been through some shit. He, he didn't really, go, I'm just going to go with the Joker's plan because, you know, just, hard I'm times. I'm a little upset that these don't have titles because I wish that would have been awkward this once. <laughs> Touche, touche. Uh, let's talk about the commercial. So the commercial took me two watchings to understand what the hell it was. The uh, commercial was so fucked up, I got it in the first shot. The Largo or the Lago or whatever the, the hell Lagos. it's called. It was the town that she accidentally decimated. I, for whatever reason, was, never knew that. And it was for, and they said it was for the mess that you didn't mean, for a mess that you didn't mean to make or something like that. And I was like, oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, so she's putting out these commercials on her own. She's She's totally fucked in the head. Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, oh, you're terrible. She's the one who keeps producing the commercials. It's her. Not How me. do you know, though? I assume she's the one who created this TV land. Why wouldn't she create yeah, the commercials? How do you know, though? How do you know she's the one creating them? How do you know she's still not, like, I still am going off the fact that she's being manipulated. Why would anyone at a higher level say, hey, uh, well, okay, never mind. I'd probably do it. It could be reminding her <laughs> now, but here's the thing, right? Now that we've got the Lagos one, right? right? Yeah. This could be reminding her of her mistakes. Yeah, you're right. I'm sure we'll get Think a couple it. more. Think about it. Strucker watches, right? Yeah. Hydra, Hydra soak. So Hydra, 
Mm-hmm. Now she's got Lagos. Yeah. The only thing that I don't know where the connection to Stark would be. It's the missile. Ah. Uh, the Stark so missile. Is, that's the whole beeping this is, part. This is it. literally reminding her of her mistakes and the bad things that have happened in her life. So you're saying that the next commercial is going to be about glasses that get broken like a repairman? Oh my god. For when your vision's off. <laughs> no. Well, Has no, your vision gone be, bad? No, you know what it'll probably be? It'll probably be like a vest or like something like Quicksilver or something because it's going to be about her brother dying. Uh, Well, no. That would have been beforehand because they are going chronological. The missile would have been Stark and that would have been the first thing. Uh, Strucker watches would have been the uh, experiments. Uh, what was the third one? Hydra Soak. Hydra Soak. Was it guess the reveal not, that it was Hydra? No, they're not going chronologically because she joined Hydra and then got experimented on. No, oh, that's true. Like kind of, those kind of been parallel, Strucker and Hydra, and then Lagros yeah. is a uh, civil war. So I mean, the the other traumatic events of her life is uh, clearly losing vision. Um, and that maybe being dusted would be the last one. Like a, it's all of a sudden oh a dustbuster. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Thanos dustbusting. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be. I mean, now I'm more interested for the fucking commercials going forward than I am the rest of the show. <laughs> just the potential of how we can just product placement for her traumas. <laughs> this poor woman. This poor woman. Oh my god. Well, the running theme in those commercials too are the two of the same people, which a lot of people are speculating now that they're the parents. Um, I think he might have. I remember I thought they were doctors or people who were manipulating him, but now it's... I said it looked like either Stark or it could be her parents. I think it's her parents. I think it's her parents, and I think we're also going to find out that she was adopted. Yeah? Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a segue. So let's go to the big reveal since we're pretty oh. much here. It's going to tie into the commercial uh, and my theory. Lost my shit. So a running theme through the entire episode is people mentioning Pietro. Ever since Monica mentioned it at the end of episode three, they have just Pietro, Pietro, Pietro over and over again. Uh, and then Wanda trying to either explain off of like, oh, he's not here anymore. Like just kind of like being dismissive of it. And at the end of the episode, the doorbell rings. She looks at Vision. She goes, I'm not doing this, which between you and I, I believe her. I don't think she did this. That's why I'm saying I think she's still being manipulated. For sure. And also Agnes caught, was in the middle of, did she catch the conversation about Pietro? No, I don't think she did. I don't no, think she was in the room. The kids. Yeah, the kids asked why it was just the kids and Wanda. So the kids might have died. Yeah. Oh. Uh, or they could be little uh, rats that are spying on Wanda for whoever the higher power is. But... Evan Peters is at the door. And for those oh, of you who yeah. don't know anything about Evan Peters and Pietro's connection, he was Quicksilver in the X-Men franchise's uh, reboot of X-Men when they ran through the Younger Ages. And in the 80s, he was in Age of Apocalypse. So that's why he looks the way he does in the 80s. In theory, somebody pointed out, since the twins were born in like 89 or 87 or whatever the hell the year was, uh, that might be why Evan Peters was brought, because there wasn't a Quicksilver at the time. I don't buy it. But w what are your thoughts on Quick? Why is it Evan Peters and not Aaron Taylor Johnson or whatever the hell his name is? I gave me. I gave you a couple theories earlier today. I think. I think it's a going to absolutely lead into the multiverse. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. 
I think this is their way of pulling mutants in. I think this is their this is what they were leaning towards. This is what they were trying to do. I think also, um, I think there's a small possibility that they whoever was doing this might be from another universe and that's why they didn't bring in the other guy right so mm-hmm. in their universe quicksilver was evan peters whereas in her universe it was the other guy so they don't realize that they're bringing in the wrong person yeah so to, to the point um there's one theory running around out there that i totally do not agree with that but i could see it though i could see it though i i have a tough time to believe it uh, only because Pretty of who good. they chose but it could bounce off of my theory with the fact that this is the multiverse. Maybe if it's not her, the actual person itself, it could be him disguising himself as the version he knows. I guess, but I still think that's far-fetched compared to just... When you know she's going to be in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and then you have all these Spider-Man 3 rumors of, like, Willem Dafoe showed up on set. They recasted uh, Jamie Foxx and Alfred uh, or Molina, Maliva? Yeah, Alfred Molina. Yeah, yeah. So you know that they are going to go... The multiverse is coming. It, it was teased in Spider-Man, Far From Home, and it's going to be there for Doctor Strange. It's in the damn title. And she's in Doctor Strange. Yeah, so... And there's also rumors of her being in Spider-Man. Which would make sense, based on the way that... like it's. It feels like Doctor Strange is going to be the Captain America Civil War payoff of all this. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I was also reading today, apparently Doctor Strange is going to step into the role um, of, of mentor. RDJ, yeah. Yeah. He's stepping into the to the, to the Tony Stark, like, mentor role for Peter. Which is weird, but I get it. I mean, if you're going to, if you're sticking with smart people to mentor him, Doctor Strange is probably the next smartest that's been it's introduced. going to be the person, especially if the multiverse is actually a thing and what's going to be happening, it makes sense that it would be Doctor Strange trying to help Peter figure it out. And he has the ability to, like, create illusions and stuff like that to help maybe Peter out of his jam of being exposed. Well, that's, that's the other thing, was they started hinting at the multi. Yeah, but here they technically hinted at the multiverse in, in, in Spider-Man 2 because Joe J... Uh, J uh, Triple God, J. Yeah. They brought him back. The same character. The same person. Yeah. A, a variation of him where they didn't dot, like put the hair on him and he doesn't run a newspaper. He's more of like a Carl Rove or that other crazy it's guy. Still, it's still the name. It's, yep. still the char- it's still the actor. It's still the same process of Spider-Man's the bad guy. I'm going to tell you why. Yep. So, to, to pull back to the Evan Peters appearance, the one running theory is that everybody assumes Mephisto is the guy that's behind all this. And Agnes is one of the witches that are helping him. They believe that Mephisto transformed himself into Quicksilver to, inter- like, to start intervening because of, she's clearly losing control of everything. The, the reason I don't believe that it's him... Uh, as it, and I think that Quicksilver is Quicksilver, just from a different multiverse, like you had originally stated. Why would Mephisto, if he had to persuade her and get her trust, why on earth would he not just copy the Aaron Taylor Johnson version or whatever? But like I is? said, I think my point, if if it is Mephisto in disguise, then I think Mephisto is from a different universe, and that's his Quicksilver. So that's what he went with. But even so, you would still want to figure out what the one she knows looks like because you're gonna you clearly this was a move to gain her trust, and you use the Evan Peters kit one, and it's you see the hesitation, which to me just further compli- complicates this reality of 
this is my brother, but doesn't really look like my brother. Look, I don't want it to be that it's Mephisto. I want them to bring mutants in. I want, well, I want that so bad. I I think that is the gateway. I I think that it, again, we'll just assume Mephisto is the one running pulling the strings in the background. He needed a Quicksilver. He knew that it was taxing on Wanda to keep reality going on three people that aren't truly in existence. So he grabbed one from a multiverse and put him into this. So he needed someone who was physically alive. Who could bring her back to react like to her. Yeah, because she's clearly straining her power by trying to will these three into existence. I think he also saw how stressed and how overwhelmed she was getting, mm-hmm. so he was trying to give her something to make her feel better, to keep her locked yeah, in wherever keep, he's got her. Keep her focused. Uh, and yeah. if he had went and got the the MCU version of Quicksilver, that's another dead body she's got to reincarnate, which would probably tax her powers even more, because this clearly bringing people into existence is running her low on or like her focus and her strength of her power, I would say. Yeah. So that's why I think that he is the Quicksilver from the X-Men franchises. Uh, this clearly opens the gate for the Sony universe to come into the MCU. And, and not fuck it up. Yep. And then also the same way with Deadpool. We know there's going to be a Deadpool oh. 3. This is the gateway now for him to come in. Oh. And he'll just break that fourth wall of just saying, Hey, remember WandaVision? That's why I'm here now. Oh, God. I would pay so much money. <laughs> to have Peter Parker, to have Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds in the same room. Oh, I'm really hoping going forward because of this Evan Peters appearance, we get the Stan Lee cameos out of Ryan Reynolds. He's got a green well, screen I, I, on his house. Just send him no, into no. a room with a script. <laughs> What's even funnier, too, is they're starting to listen to the fan suggestions. Because did you see that thing with um Cho, how they want to do an X-Files version of um Cho with, with like, Will- MC cases? Yeah, uh, Jibby Woo, you mean? Whatever, I don't know. I keep using, I'm really good with news. Yeah, I think that'd be so funny. I, the only way I would buy into that series is if they bring Coulson back again. Well, but did you? But they're actually talking about looking into it now because that was suggested, and everyone was like, "Yes." Uh, y- yeah, I guess as long as they don't fuck it up like they did Agents of Shield. Uh, only be- and I'm, by fuck up Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean they built this incredible cast, these incredible storylines, and then uh, because there was a tiff between TV and film, they never crossed over. What I do think is interesting, because like, I don't know, I think it could happen just because I think after, <laughs> this, is, this might be a stretch, but whatever, I think after the whole Sonic debacle, where, you know, the internet bullied an entire studio into changing their movie, uh, they realized that if you do what the fans want, it'll work out in your favor. Look at how great Sonic did because they listened. It got a sequel greenlit during a pandemic. Like, you made money during a pandemic when movies weren't making money. Because you listened to the fans. So I think more people are going to catch on to that. Hey, if this is a wild, crazy fan idea, maybe we should take a look at it. Yeah, plus the GameStop thing probably, like, freaked the hell out of everybody. Like, holy shit. (laughs) Fucking stocks, man. They know finance. (laughs) We don't do what they say. They'll just fuck up our stock. Yeah. I so, can't with Reddit. <laughs> where do you think episode six goes from here? A clear, like, do you think they ignore the Evan Peters thing just to string us no. along? Because they suck no, like that. No, something's coming out. Of, something, he's going to be, 
first of all, I'm absolutely insanely fucking floored that they got this past the entire fandom, by the way. Well, in a way, everybody knew he was casted. I didn't. I, uh, I absolutely it, fucking did not. It leaked like a year ago that he was he was brought onto the project. Uh, didn't say what, but a lot of people automatically speculated that he was going to be Quicksilver. And like, it's because she's going to be in the multiverse movie. But, like, all of those things, like, the problem is, is, like, the leaking, like, it can happen, but then, like, it can also be a lie. Like, is really great about, like, leaking shit that doesn't actually happen, or, like, it just being like, no, no, that's not actually a thing, you guys are all just fucking crazy. I, on, on this one, I think they did it intentionally, because they're, they're trying to go for uh, that Luke Skywalker moment in Mandalorian. So, Why did they bring that up? Well, I know, you, you're probably, like, one of the only that don't like it. Uh, but... It, <sighs> It hit the original fans that went nuts for it. So they're trying to hit that, like, I think they gave Evan Peters as, like, a, to throw us off the trail of something bigger down the road that's going to come in episode nine, eight, I mean, or nine. To be, to be fair, I thought it was Magneto at first until they scrolled down more and I saw the black part of his hair. Well, now there's a lot of speculation that in episode eight or nine you're going to get that. Now now that they're, that's why I think the parents are in those commercials that we find out they're adoptive and the whole gun turning thing was just a, like a, a foreshadowing of Magneto's coming. I could totally see that because MCU has a lot of foreshadowing that nobody ever picked up on for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Like how many, like, how, like people went back after M game infinity wars and was like, here's all the fucking foreshadowing that we missed. Like with, with Wakanda, with Endgame, with the title of Endgame, with like so much crap. Oh yeah. And, and I think there's this, that's what they're setting up. The question I have is, are they going to play the risky hand of Ian McKellen? Or are they going to bring in Fossbender? I would love McKellen, but McKellen's 81. But you know what? That man's healthier than most people I've ever met. Yeah, but if you're going to build a universe where Magneto's clearly a key player, and the way that they're handling T'Challa and not recasting, that makes me nervous. You're right. I get it. I'm not worried. I'm not that nervous. Mostly because if you're going to do it with any universe, you can do it with Marvel because they can bend reality. So if he dies, they can just find a way to yeah. put a, to get around that. But I didn't hate the Fossbender Magneto. I thought he was great at it. I just, I think they're, they're going to have to go with wherever he would actually be in the timeline at that point. Well, if you're using Evan Peters, Fossbender would probably be it. Uh, yeah, but we don't know why they're using Evan Peters. Uh, they didn't have one in the other ones. Quicksilver was only uh, in the well, X Men no, franchise I'm... as Evan Peters, and the other one. No, I I know that, but my, what I'm saying is, is like, we don't know why of all of them. Like, like I get it because it's her brother, right? But I meant there's clearly a, there has to be other mutants involved right now. Oh, so I think this opens the doorway for it. Like, if Patrick Stewart comes rolling in his wheelchair to battle her telepathically, I'll lose my shit. I I will cry like sob all over. Mm-hmm. Here's but, the thing: when I was a kid, I loved X Men. So like, I'm so glad that it's there's this looks like it's actually going to be done justice. Exactly, and I think in episode six we're gonna get more on this Evan Peters thing. Uh, I I'm hoping that Evan kind of goes, oh no, no no we're mutants. What are you talking about? And oh, that and really opens their head. Oh yeah, like you're not a. Oh. You, you're not a science experiment. You have the mutant gene, and that's why she was able to react to the Infinity Stone the way she did. And the other thing that they could play at, right? And here's something that quite literally just came to me sitting here right now. 
they could do what they did with Deadpool, right? Where they maybe the genet they're going to play it sec- say the fact that the genetic mutations worked because it was a latent mutant gene. Yeah, and then it's it was the Mind Stone that was used on them to create these powers. Yeah, and that but it, it all unlocked it, was, it. it. It just unlocked powers that were within them, just not. Yeah, at the surface. So she had a dormant mutant gene the entire time, and Strucker was the only one who figured it out. And nobody yeah. knew what mutants were at the time, so that's why they just called them miracles. God damn it! I'm so done with Marvel messing with my heart. <laughs> so that's all I got for this episode. We got a new one dropping on Friday. Uh, we'll be back for that. What are your final thoughts on episode five? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I, I mean, they're at a pace now that I wanted to be at from the get-go. Still didn't see any references back to episode one or two, though, from this episode. Oh, my God. Just throwing that out there. Shut up. <laughs> I, I want to bring that up every episode. They don't reference it. <sighs> uh, but let's go around, see what you got going on. I'm just going to continue to have a small mental breakdown over this until March. So that's about it. <laughs> and then you start your new mental breakdown for the political thriller that is Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't think that's going to be nearly as... Oh. It's not going to kill me nearly as bad as this does. I think it will. I, I think I saw something in one of the teasers with the Super Bowl that I didn't see in the trailer they released. And I'm, maybe I'm going crazy. But it looked like John Malkovich was in the fucking trailer for the Super Bowl spot. And then the trailer they released online didn't have him. I might be crazy, but I thought I saw it. Because I did a double take and went, is that John Malkovich? What the hell is he doing in it? You know, at this point, nobody at this point, nobody knows. It's just a whole fucking crapshoot. Oh, yeah. So give us a follow on Twitter at the BPP official. Follow me on Twitter at the Daceman. Facebook.com slash Basement Protocol Productions. YouTube.com slash Basement Protocol Productions. Twitch.tv slash Basement Protocol for all our streaming stuff. And BasementProtocol.com for everything we do. I've been Chris the Dace Man Dace. You've been... I'm going to let you say your name this time. Uh, why? I mean, I'm just Trish. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I fucked it up like the last four times. So I didn't want to be weird about it again. Which we're now that being weird so about weird. it. So, still a weird, awkward ending. Part of the course. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, nerds. WandaVision. <laughs> For kids. <laughs> 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 <laughs>